0: Hi, I'm Chucky and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho.
1: <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. This is my boomstick. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Hey there everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Horror Crypt podcast, episode number 129. Yes, I did it. Yes, I know I was I said last week I was going to do it, and I did, and I actually went and saw Terrifier Part 2, and this is the movie that we're going to be reviewing today. Now, the funny thing about this movie is, it is actually got a plot. Now, and I mean, it's not much of a plot, but it's got a plot. I also went to Rotten Tomato and found out that this movie actually scored 85% on the tomato meter and 80, 80% in audience score, so that is actually a very, very good um, rating on Rotten Tomato, and... Yeah, I mean, as I said, this does have a storyline to it. Uh, as I said, not much of a storyline, but it certainly does flow a lot better. Now, this movie was actually released on August the 29th, 2022 at Fright Fest. And then October the sixth, 2022, through the United States. It runs for 138 minutes. The budget was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but it did actually take 15.1 million. So I would definitely say that it was in certainly in the positive um, situation. Now, as I said, it received generally positive reviews from critics. And would you believe I I didn't believe this, but would you believe a third film? is confirmed and in development. Oh, my God. Now, as I said, this did actually get some, certainly some positive reviews, and they did say that this was a lot better than the first one, and I will definitely say that as well. (laughs) The first one was like, okay, I have to watch the second one, but if it's as worse as the first... Now, the only thing that I find really interesting about this movie is still holds the stereotype of the of, of I mean obviously the the kills are very, very unique. The kills are very graphic and he still the director still directs his kills, the very, very graphic, very intense kills, towards the women. Now I know there is obviously there's one kill in this movie that is a guy. Uh one or two. Two. But you don't really get to see the first one. The second one you definitely do. Um and he does, you know, obviously zero in on a part of the male <laughs> <laughs> the male body. But in all honesty, a lot of the violence that actually is in this movie is is directed directly towards the women. So I don't know what it is that he's got against women. But a lot of the killings that that happen in this movie is very, very hardcore again. And uh, it is directed very heavily towards the women. So I don't know what we what would they say about that. But look, before we get started on this podcast, remember, I'm at Podcast 2022 at gmail.com. That's 2022 at gmail.com if you want to send me a, a direct um, comment or question or a movie review because I'd love to do one of your movies if you select it. And if you want to join me at uh, Horror Crypt Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, now as I said, this movie was look, I mean, I watched it. <laughs> I, I do it because you guys don't have to, but if you guys want to see it, it is currently on Shutter, and they do also have the first one that I... I seem to be going backwards. There is an original one that they actually had, um, a Halloween one, called All Hallows Eve. Now, I am in the middle of watching that one, and I will finish it, and it may be next week's podcast. I'm not sure about that, but I've gone through Terrifier 1 and Terrifier 2, so I might as well work my way backwards to find out where this whole thing started, and so far, in All uh, oh, Hallows' Eve, it's not too bad. Uh, we don't, we haven't really seen much of Art the Clown yet, but it's certainly on its way. So look, I mean, it, it may be next week's podcast, who knows, but I'm not going to say that I hated this movie, what I am going to say is it's graphically violent, uh, blood, guts, gore and horror that we all love and adore, but this is very, very over the top, I'm not going to give my score yet because I want to leave it to the end, last week I I had to give the score so early because I was so disgusted at just how bad that movie was, but i am certainly got some different ideas of this movie, so... Yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. But before we get started on this podcast, we have to listen to the trailer. So sit back and relax, because here is the trailer to Terrifier 2.
0: So did you figure out what you're dressing up as tomorrow? He wants to dress up as a real guy who murdered nine people last year. Oh, you're not doing that. It's just a costume. You think that guy's still out there? What's up with you and this clown all of a sudden? You're like obsessed. They never found his body.
2: What if he decides to come back here?
0: I wouldn't worry about it.
2: Wait a minute. Aren't you that guy from the costume shop?
0: Sir, what are you doing? It wasn't me. He was covered in blood on his shirt and his hands when he got here. I'm telling you, it was him, Ellie. Right down to the little black dot on the tip of his nose.
2: Ah! You're really weird, you know that? I believe him. About what? Something really bad's gonna happen tonight. No, I, I know when Jonathan's lying. Okay, I, I could hear it in his
0: voice. Something's something's wrong.
2: Look, we're gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. Stress-free environment. Yep. Speaking of surprises, kids, we have a very special guest with us today. All the way from Miles County. Please welcome Art the Clown. <laughs>
1: One thing I certainly will say about this movie, I am going to give you an earworm and a half. There is a song that is going to be played in this movie and on this podcast. And I tell you what, once you hear it, you are going to be singing this song to yourself. It is one of the most interesting earworms that I've actually had. And it's a song that, is only in a small part of the movie, but it is so unique that it'll actually just stick with you for a little while as we go along. So the movie opens up where we have gone all the way back to the end of number one, where we see we're in the Miles County um, Medical Examiner's Office, the morgue, as you will. And we are there where we see that Art the Clown has been suddenly resurrected by an unknown entity. Now, I don't know why he's suddenly been resurrected, but he has. And uh, we see that he brutally murders the coroner investigating his body with a hammer. Now, this is the same thing that actually happened last time. And we also see that, you know, the poor old medical examiner is trying to call for help. You know, calls 911, trying to get some help. And, of course, the lady's like, you know, just stay on the line. Where are you? Whereabouts is this? You know, and she marks down exactly where it is. Like, obviously, she is able to track the phone call. But, unfortunately, it doesn't really go that well because, unfortunately, Art manages to absolutely brutally murder This poor medical examiner with a hammer. Of course, then we also see that uh, he walks off while the police are arriving on scene, and he goes to a laundromat and he wants to go and clean his blood-soaked clown costume. (laughs) And he's just and he walks in. You know, there's a guy that's sitting at the at the door, um, and he's half asleep, half awake. Art walks in, disrobes, basically down to absolutely nothing, other than his face. And yeah, he's just, you know, he's taken everything off, and he's now stark raving naked. And he's just sitting there washing his clown costume. And then as we are, while he's sitting there reading a magazine, he happens to look over and he sees this really interesting little girl and she's very very pale little girl and she's she also dresses exactly the same as art does and he's she's very sinister and and we find out as we go along that this is a mysterious sinister entity in a similar clown attire to art and of course we see that the lone patron is sitting there looking at art and it was very interesting in this scene ...is that when we are actually... ...when Art is watching this little girl... ...we see that she looks over towards him... ...and is smiling the same maniacal smile that that Art does... ...but between her legs... ...now I don't know whether she pisses herself... ...shits herself, whatever... ...I don't know... ...but it is black, disgusting and gooey and horrible... ...and it hits the floor... And we don't actually know what it is, so we're not actually brought back to any idea of what this is all about. But we see she walks over to Art, and Art sort of like is looking at her very menacingly, and we start to play cake. And if you know what the, the cake song is, this is what Art is doing with this little girl. Of course, there's the uh, patron, and he's seeing Art interacting with a girl, and the, the girl is actually invisible to him. But Art can see her, and Art is very taken with this little girl. And, you know, it's, they're just interacting backwards and forwards, and she's, you know, playing with him, and he's playing with her, and they're, as I said, they're, they're playing pat cake but they're not talking to each other. They're just doing just, the, they're going through the motions of doing it. Then we see that Art has completed his wash cycle of his uh, of his clown costume, and he zips himself up, and he walks out of the, the laundromat, only to see that we've got a broken handle of a, of a mop, that has now gone through this the top of this uh, poor guy's head as I uh, walks out. So as I'm saying, you know, the, a lot of the gruesome attacks that are actually ha- happening in this movie are not directed towards the guys. They get a small kill and that's it. The women seem to really, really cop the brunt of the director in this movie and even in the first one. So I'm really interested to see now how much further we can push this in the third one. And as I said, I haven't seen all of All Hallows Eves yet but I'm actually going to be watching that um as I'm a quarter of the way through it and so far so good but uh, I'm really interested to see why it is that he just focuses so heavily on the kills of women I really don't know this it's very very concerning but as we see that you know art walks out of the um the uh, laundromat and we see that a year later Teenager Sienna Shaw puts her finishing touches on her Halloween costume, and it's an angel winged warrior that was designed for her by her father, who recently passed away after a brain tumor. And we don't know, you know, I mean, whether she's doing it just to honor him, or, and, and I think that's what it, it really is, because he's a very good drawer and he's a, he's a very good artist, and she's very, she's taking a lot of time in um, making this, this whole thing, this whole, um, costume just really stand out because one of her friends does say that the wings that she's going to be wearing are so big you're going to be knocking into everyone at the party but she's like no this is what I'm going to be dressing in and she's very very good at the design really quite amazing and we also see that Sienna's got a brother by the name of Jonathan, and he wants to dress as Art the Clown for Halloween because he's come, he's become sort of like fixated on him since discovering sketches of him and his victims from the Miles County Massacre in their father's sketchbook. And that's a very interesting thing because I don't know whether you know he was privy to all that sort of stuff, but. We see in the book that he's not only sketched a lot of, you know, very interesting drawings, but he's actually sketched a lot of the the murders that happened. But the, he's also sketched this winged warrior woman that's there, and he's also got newspaper clippings of people that have disappeared or people that were um, involved in the massacre that were killed. And so, really, Jonathan's now really hyper-focused on Art the Clown, and it's so much so that, you know, even his his, his uh, sister says, listen, you know, Mum, this is what he wants to dress up, and she's like, no, you're not going to be dressing up as that. And she said, you know, there's, there's a reason why people don't get dressed up as Jeffrey Dahmer or, you know, Charles Manson, and, then of course, this is when Jonathan comes back and says, well... Technically, you know, Charles Manson didn't kill anyone. And it's like, it doesn't matter. You're not dressing up as this guy who killed nine people. And and the mother is quite right, although mo- the mother is an absolute bitch and you're okay when she bites it. Um, but we also, we see that, you know, she is trying to keep this whole thing under control. And she's like, well, you know, would you like someone to dress up and celebrate if all of us got murdered by some, you know, crazed person? You know, so it's really turning the tables back on him. You want to dress up as him at you know basically to celebrate in halloween but dressed up as him who killed nine people so the families of those nine i don't think would be appreciating you walking around dressed up as this serial killer so there, there is certainly some you know some you know understanding there that i i think he just jonathan doesn't seem to understand at all so as we're seeing as we're going along you know sienna is you know getting the her costume ready and one thing about Sienna is that she stays up a lot, like very, very late. You know, even so that her mother is like, you know, for God's sakes, you know, you don't need to stay up till you know three, four o'clock in the morning. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm so wanting to get this costume done. And she's like, you know, you are over accentuating this whole thing. It's just a costume. Don't, just don't, you know, go so into this costume. And one day she says to her daughter, she comes in at maybe you know two, three o'clock in the morning. She's like, that's it go to bed that is it sienna i mean sienna is old enough to stay up for however late she wants to but you know she's like no go to bed so we see that sienna heads to bed and that night sienna has a nightmare where she encounters art and we also find out that this is the the part that we're going to actually have an earworm now this earworm is going to stick with you for a while now that we're going to set the scene on this one so she has a dream where she is on a sound stage with a um it could be. I think it's like a TV show that's going to be um, broadcast. So there's a whole lot of people that are there as extras, and we see that Sienna wakes up, and she's one of the extras on this this show. Now we also see that we get introduced to Art the Clown as sort of almost like the the guest host of this whole thing, and we also see that Art the Clown does happen to massacre everyone on set. But this song is played over and over again by a very interesting young lady with a uh, a guitar and. Uh, Well, I'm just going to give you the earworm so you can thank me later.
2: Drop on by the Clown Cafe, your favourite meals on wheels. The menu is disgusting and it's full of special deals nothing here is good for you so grab yourself a tray cause food's a little funny at the clown cafe drop on by the clown cafe drop on by the clown cafe gobble up your order quick before it runs away cause food's a little funny at the clown cafe why not visit after school and have yourselves a bite an appetizing appetizer certain to delight we haven't and done it and right unless it makes your teeth decay cause food's a little funny at the clown cafe drop on by the clown cafe drop on by the clown cafe The grub is downright gruesome, but your appetite's obey. Cause food's a little funny, food's a little funny, food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe.
1: Okay, who's singing it right now? Who's got the earworm? I'm sorry about that, but I could definitely say that that is going to stick with you for a little while. You will be certainly singing it without even knowing that you're singing it. So as we see that we're into, introduced to Art the Clan, he comes out, you know, on stage. And uh, this is when he's got the machine gun and he starts machine gunning everyone. But uh, he leaves a little special treat for the guitarist where he lights a... um a flamethrower, and flamethrows the girl um, who's playing the guitar, and she continues to play the guitar and sing while she's burning alive. This is where also she ter- he turns the flamethrower towards um, Sienna, who is also watching from a jungle gym um, on stage, and we see that Sienna suddenly wakes up to find that there is a fire on her dresser, while the sword that was a gift from her father remains unscathed. Of course, this is where we also understand that the mother who we will be very happy when she bites the bullet, comes in and is very, very upset, obviously, about the fact that her daughter's room is on fire. Now, when I'm saying her room's on fire, it's just where her angel wings are it's basically um, she's got a whole lot of candles. Now, she tries to explain to her mother that she didn't go to sleep with the candles on. But, but of course, when you suddenly wake up and your daughter's room in, is you know, sort of engulfed in flames, as at least you know, the front part of the, the room going up the wall, you, you tend to freak out. And Luckily, the mother does happen to come in with a fire extinguisher and put it out. But this is not before and not after the fact that she's, you know, poor old Sienna is going to get reamed about the fact that <laughs> she almost burnt the house down.
0: Really, Sienna? You left burning candles on your dresser all night? What are you, fucking stupid? I didn't do anything. They weren't lit. Then please explain to me how your goddamn room caught on fire. I have no idea. You have no idea? So it just spontaneously combusted out of thin air? I guess so. Sienna, get back to bed. You have school in the morning. You mean I still have to go? What did I say? luciana you are going to kill us one of these days between your chemicals and your heat guns and staying up till four o'clock in the fucking morning doing god only knows what oh my god for the hundredth time i was not using chemicals and i did not leave burning candles on my dresser why can't you just believe me because
1: so now we come to halloween this is the night where a lot of things happen and a lot of weird things happen, as we all know. But when it, now we follow Jonathan. He goes to school. But when he's at school, he happens to be called over by a couple of his friends. And we see that there is a dead opossum. Now, I didn't even know what the hell an opossum was. I just thought it was just a regular possum. But we find out that this actually is one of the largest order of marsupials in the Western Hemisphere. And the opossums originated in South America and entered North America in the Greater American Interchange. So, I, so as I said, I didn't even realise that these things were actually, uh, I thought they were just regular possums, but, well, no, they're not. So, of course, as kids go, they were very, very curious, and this thing had been basically sliced and diced behind a um, uh, the part of the school, obviously, where, where the trash is taken. And uh, so they are, sitting there and they're poking it and prodding it and they're looking at, at uh, the insides and stuff like that this is when a teacher comes over and says you know get the fuck away from here off you go go to you know go to class but as we do go in there jonathan jonathan happens to see art and the little pale girl at school playing with the dead opossum and it's like this is very very creepy because he he walks into the hallway, he gets a hall pass and he needs to go to the bathroom. And as he comes around the corner, and, and you can almost uh, you know, assume that something's going to happen. He comes around the corner and there is Art and this little girl sitting in the hallway playing with this opossum. And as they're playing backwards and forwards, this is where Art happens to. He put his hands into it and pulls out the intestines and stuff like that. And gives it to the little girl who starts to eat some of it. And Art's eating some of it. And they're just playing in this, this thing's intestines when they stop and happens to see... Jonathan's standing there looking at them, and this is where he th- they, uh, they, they decide that they're going to throw the possum or the opossum at Jonathan, and Jonathan catches it. Unfortunately, this is when a teacher walks out and finds out that this is happening in the hallway, and Jonathan, unfortunately reprimanded quite severely by the teacher who for some reason decides to over accentuate her bust in this scene which is not a bad thing but i'm i was really curious as to so why would you over accentuate your bust right here right now but anyway we're not going to worry about that so then we switch over to sienna and she's actually having um a bit of lunch or i don't know what it is with um her friends ali and brooke and they just they start to discuss or at least brooke does Victoria Hayes meltdown and mutilation of a controversial talk show host by the name of Monica Brown.
2: Did you guys hear about Monica Brown this morning? Ugh, that bitchy talk show host. Yeah, that bitchy talk show host totally got her face torn off. What? <laughs> okay, get this. So she had that Miles County survivor on. Do you remember the one who was in the coma and her face was all mutilated? What was her name? It was like oh, Victoria or something? Victoria Hayes. Yes. She had a meltdown on the show, right? And then backstage she went full on psycho and mauled Monica Brown with her bare hands. No way. (laughs) Oh my God. Is she dead? I mean, if she's lucky. What, you ever see photos of those transplant faces? Looking like Mr. Potato Head? Fuck that shit. God, is it really that bad? Oh, I haven't seen photos, but from what I hear, she kind of looks like the inside of my cookie. Her eyes are all gouged out and her nose was like falling off of her face. Oh my God. And I heard that her cheek, like a little bit, was found at the bottom of Victoria Hayes' shoe. You okay? Sienna?
1: Now, if you want to think back to Terrify, if you remember when she, when that woman who was interviewing the sole survivor said, if that ever happens to me, you know, please you know, at least just kill me. Um, obviously, we do see that this person obviously has gone and, and attacked Monica Brown, but unfortunately Monica is not dead. She is obviously very, very badly injured. But for some reason, I, I really don't know right now why it is that Victoria has this massive meltdown and, and attacks anyone, so... You know, I mean, obviously, psychologically, you could never really recover from something like that, but it's just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So this whole story sends Sienna into a panic attack. And at least, you know, her friends, Ali and Brooke are trying to be supportive of like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But, you know, it's like, really, that's something that you don't really want to hear. And also with the fact that she's already had a dream where she's seen Art the Clown in her dream, attacking people and, and flamethrowing people. So you're not going to sit there and go, well, it's okay, I'll sit there and listen to this whole story and not worry about my dream so this this really is is getting to yet to sienna quite you know quite well but obviously the other girls don't know exactly what's going on so we follow we follow sienna and ellie and they go to a costume shop to buy a replacement pair of wings for her and they encounter art the clown and art is really he just wants to I don't know whether he just wants to scare them or whether he's hunting them at this stage. Once again, we don't know why he's even targeting these people. He just seems to just just me, you know, meander around the place just killing everyone and anyone that he can see, but he starts to starts to try and engage with Sienna, but Sienna's not having it. And this is even when one of the um, story employees really tries to get, you know, art to just back the hell off, you know, just Move away from her, leave her alone, leave her alone. And, and as, as certain you know things go on in the store, which you know are really not relevant in this the podcast. But as we see that you know you, what you don't do is you don't uh, decide to challenge art in any way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, he does end up by killing the shop vendor and later breaks into Ali's home. Now, this is a very, very, very severe kill. It is really, really graphic. Um, He brutally maims her. And, of course, Ali's mother uh, comes home and we see that one of the windows that actually leads from the patio into the house has been broken apart. So... You know, Ali's first, Ali's mother's first, you know, idea is like, will she? She's calling Ali. She wants to, you know, see where she is. Is she home? And when you see this broken you know, window, Ali's, you know, mum's first idea is to run upstairs to see if she's okay. Of course, when Ali's mother goes upstairs, she discovers her daughter, still living body laying on the bed with Art sitting there, and there is blood. Everywhere, he has dismembered so many parts of her body. Half of her face is gone. But so, but she is still clinging to life, so much so that she looks at her mother and says, Mum, and this is unfortunately where Ellie's mother is killed. And I'll definitely say in a very, very brutal way. Now, obviously, with what's happened with (laughs) poor old Jonathan and the fact that he's been sent home now from school because of this so-called desecration of this opossum in the school... um, Uh, Hallway, this is where he's basically relegated to his room. And Sienna comes over, like comes upstairs and happens to see, and he's just sitting there, just not doing very much, but he's looking through a book. And we find out exactly what book this is um, when he actually presents it to
0: Sienna. What are you doing home? He's here, Sienna. Who? The Miles County clown. What are you talking about? I saw him today. In my school. Just like in the police photos. Slow down. It was him. Something really bad's gonna happen tonight. Is that Daddy's sketchbook? Look here. How long have you had this? Jonathan, answer me. You know how long we've been looking for this. Read this. I saw her today. This exact girl. Only she didn't look human. There's some kind of connection between her, the old carnival, and the Miles County Clown. Something really bad's gonna happen tonight. I know it. Did you put these in here? No. But, look at this. It's him! Daddy drew this? That's not all. You're connected too. What? Jonathan, you're acting crazy. You're acting crazy, okay? He created this character for you. He gave you that sword right before he died. It's like he saw this coming. Danny drew a lot of things for me. He bought me tons of shit. Seriously, what's wrong with you? Do you even hear yourself? What's going on in here? Did he show you this? She doesn't care. She's just pissed because it might get suspended. Suspended? For what? Oh, you didn't tell her? Your brother brought a dead animal to school this morning. What? Yeah, a dead animal. Can you believe it? He vandalized the halls. I almost had a fucking heart attack when they told me. It wasn't me. It was the clown. The little girl brought it in. I don't want to hear another word about this goddamn clown. He was covered in blood on his shirt and his hands when he got here. The principal literally caught you red-handed. That's because he threw it at me. I should have listened to you. You've been telling me over and over again about this kid. I'm calling Dr. Schifrin on Monday. I'm putting a stop to this now. And put your goddamn bowl in the sink. I'm not telling you again.
1: Now as you can hear there's not a lot of believability with regards to poor old Jonathan. I mean he's trying to explain that it wasn't him that vandalized the their hallway. It was the clown that you know his mother Barbara doesn't really um, believe him. Poor old Sienna is very questioning his, his sanity right at this moment. But you know, as he was trying to explain to them is the fact that you know the first victim named Emily Crane was the daughter of a circus performer whose body was discovered in a makeup trailer. So Jonathan really believes that their father knew how to stop Art, but they, of course, they don't believe him. And he's trying to explain to Sienna that, you know, his father drew this picture of this winged warrior for her. So obviously there's some connection between Art, the father, and Sienna. And that maybe Sienna is the only person that's going to be able to stop them. But of, of course, you know, this is becoming really out of control. And even so, even the mother. He's starting to think that maybe psychiatry might be a way to go with poor old Jonathan because he's either becoming too obsessed with all this, um, you know, and he's really delving into the deep, dark unknowns of. The human psyche so really we're trying to explain to him that you know you're going too far with this but of course he just you know, he's not going to be swayed in any way of course we also see that he does happen to later that night he comes over to his mother and and you know, tries to talk to her she's not very interested so he goes up into his bedroom and he's still sitting there looking at this this book now as i said we're not going to be very upset when barbara eats it I mean she is a bitch but we also see that she does have a tender side to Jonathan or she's trying to have a tender side to Jonathan and she comes in up into his room and just wants to to, just wants to talk to him and maybe try to get some sort of connection you know as a mother and son would to try and say listen you know I'm sorry I've been like this but you know how about we try and you know wipe this slate clean and start all over again
0: what are you doing in here You want to watch a movie? There is a lot of candy left over downstairs. Come on, I'll let you stay up late. Go away. Jonathan, I am sorry that your plans were ruined tonight. I really am. But you should have thought about this before you pulled that shit in school today. I mean, enough's enough. I told you the truth. I'm not doing this again. It wasn't me. Well, if it wasn't you, then I sincerely apologize. But I just don't believe you anymore. What about this? Again with this fucking book. Why was Daddy collecting these news articles? Slaying girl found a carnival. And this? Look at these drawings. This isn't like Daddy. He was sick. Why can't you understand? He didn't know who he was or what he was doing half the time in this! This bullshit is nothing but a fucking reminder! No! I want this out of my house. You're such a bitch! Don't you ever say that to me again. Jonathan, Jonathan, you get back here. Jonathan!
1: Of course, after that little debacle, we see that Jonathan runs away, which you probably would end up by running away because, you know, you get just got slapped across the face by your mother. And of course, you know, we do understand that she was well within your rights to maybe do it because of the fact that uh, he called her a bitch. But I guess in this day and age, you're not allowed to touch your children in that way. So I guess you just have to take it. But uh, in my day when I was growing up, yeah, I had a couple of slaps here, there and everywhere just to keep me in line. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not a crazy serial killer, that's sure but of course now we find out that Barbara then finds her car vandalized and when I say vandalized there is toilet paper everywhere the front of her windshield has I think it's almost like flour with water and it's got you know like bitch written on it and you know the shaving cream is everywhere and so you know, even Barbara happens to ring her daughter and says, "That's it. I am absolutely fucking had it with this kid." You know, you should see what she what he's done to this car. And you know, and he's you know, but this is not him at all. Unfortunately, we find out that it is it is not him. It's actually Art. And as we are going through, and you know, he's she's talking to her daughter, and, and for some reason, at one stage, when we're talking, because you know, Sienna's gone to the party, this Halloween party, which you also find out that she's actually had, she had her drink. Uh, spiked by Brooke with MDMA, which is really, really nice way of looking at your friends, for God's sakes. So while she's cleaning the car, she's talking to her daughter, saying, I've had it with this kid. This kid's going to therapy. And, you know, and this is when Sienna comes up, you know, just tries to get a very heartfelt moment. She says, "Okay, mum, calm down, calm down, calm down. It's going to be okay. Yes, he's out of control a little bit. We can figure it out. And then getting towards the end of the conversation, this is when she says to her mother, I love you. And she goes, I love you too. So it's almost like, wow, why, where did that come from? And even she does, even Barbara does say to Sienna, why, where did that come from? She said, well, I just, I don't tell you enough. I don't tell you enough that I love you. And so that was a very, very heartfelt moment. We understand why it was heartfelt because as uh, her mother is cleaning the car and wipes the, the shaving cream off of the driver's side, uh, window we see Art is sitting there in the car, points a double barrel shotgun at Barbara and pulls the trigger. We obviously hear there's uh, obviously with the explosion we also hear the blood splatter and everything and the bits and pieces going everywhere and we obviously we find out that she has been absolutely killed. So Jonathan returns home only to find his mother's corpse uh, sitting at the dining room table where Art comes in with a whole lot of um, uh, mashed potatoes and and shoves it into her half-face. Like, literally, her face is destroyed. But he shoves this whole handful of mashed potatoes into his mother's... Into the, into Barbara's face. It's vile and disgusting. He ends up by chasing um, Jonathan around... Before drugging and kidnapping him and stealing Sienna's sword in the process, because now we're at the Halloween party, and as I said, Brooke has spiked Sienna's drink with MDMA, and in an attempt to calm her down, you know, because she's like, yeah, "Come on, calm down, relax," and they're, and they're dancing, and she's having a great time, and you know, even even Brooke says, "You know, you're enjoying yourself." Yeah, I'm really enjoying myself. I don't, I, I should be more worried, but I'm just relaxed. And she's like, "Yeah, it's all good. I've spiked your drink with a, a little of MDMA. You know, I'm on it. I'm on it too." You know, you're on it so it's all good, we're all fine. And it's like, well no and even <laughs> this is what even Sienna says I should I'm really mad at you, but I can't really be mad at you because I'm giggling and having a great time but I'm pretty mad and of course Brooks like oh, it's okay, it's calmed down. I am on it, you're on it. it's all good, but you know it's like really. And of course we also see that Brooke's boyfriend arrives. He has got the best Halloween t-shirt I've seen in quite some time. It's a and I'm sure you might have even seen it. It's a black t-shirt. And it's got a bloodied knife on it, and there's a little tip of the knife that's got blood on it. And the wording on the knife, or just above the knife, is just the tip. <laughs> and that is really, as in just, just put the tip in, we can sort of figure out what we're talking about. I'm just going to put the tip in, you get it. I'm sure you do. I'll give you some thinking music. No, no, no. You guys are intellectual enough to know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Of course, you know, she has a panic attack with all this happening, uh, but she happens to see the little pale girl. And she's and this is where Brooke is trying to explain to her that no, you're not seeing this little pale girl sitting there. This is just the drug. The drug's kicking in. You're hallucinating, so it's all good. Just just calm down. And we also see that unfortunately, Brooke and her boyfriend Jeff have to drive Sienna home. But of course, the little pale girl impersonates Jonathan over the phone and lures Sienna to the terrifier haunted attraction at a defunct carnival where Art killed. Her years before, so this is where we're seeing that the father had all these newspaper clippings of Art the clown of what he's done, and his first victim was this little ten-year-old girl at the carnival. So we do see that there is certainly some connection. Now we don't know why the father knows about this. Whether there's you know some sort of you know mental connection between him and the little girl and Art, well, that's never explained to you. But I've, but as I said, yeah, at least this way, this movie does have some sort of storyline. And you will start to get really invested in Sienna because we find out eventually, you know, spoiler alert, if anyone doesn't want to know, end the podcast now. But Sienna is the final girl in this podcast, in this uh, movie, in this podcast, in the, in this movie. Um, so that really helps you along to know exactly, you know, to try and really get get some sort of interaction between this this person and you, you actually start to really, you know, be on Sienna's side. And this is something that was terribly lacking on the first one. The first movie, we didn't give a shit because there was no final person. I didn't really understand the, f- the first one at all. But it was good to see that Sienna is you know, the final girl, but we do have a vested interest in her, which is great. So they're directed over to this uh, defunct carnival, and, of course, they're being lured there, and we think it's Jonathan. Sienna thinks it's Jonathan, but obviously we know that it's not uh, Sienna or, you know, it's not Jonathan at all that's luring Sienna over there. It's actually Art the Clown, sort of like maybe Minion with this little girl that she's actually doing the voice. This is the only person, the only extra voice we actually hear, which is is quite good. So we see that Art happens to come upon the car because they've actually parked the car, And Sienna, you know, messages uh, Jonathan to say, I'm going to meet you at the merry-go-round. Come and visit me there and, well, come and meet meet me there. And she walks away to find her brother. And of course, this is where Jeff has to get out of the car to take a whiz. And unfortunately, Art kills Jeff by not only stabbing him quite repeatedly, but also slicing his dick off. Oh yeah, you heard me correctly. Sliced it off. And then goes to where Brooke is in the passenger side of the car. And as he puts his hands against the window to, you know, you know, scare her to death, you can see the dick in his hand. <laughs> yes, in Art's hand. Exactly right. Yeah, it's it's yeah, pretty pretty brutal. He ends up by chasing Brooke into the haunted attraction before cornering her and killing her. He does not kill her, he absolutely destroys her fucking body. Now see um Brooke has been attacked, she's been dragged out of the car, she's had a knife put into her, um, into the side of her, her thigh, and she's running around trying to get away from Art, and Art's, you know, just casually walking behind her. Now, once again, it's almost like the Jason and Michael thing. No matter how fast you run, they will walk there faster. But she is cornered in this, in this bathroom, and she finds a two-by-four, and she's holding it ready to, you know, strike Art, and Art happens to have the leg of a chair... Which has got all these spikes of like razor blades and nails and everything. And he absolutely decimates poor old Brooke's body like unrecognizable. It is just such a vicious, vicious attack. And this is where I'm saying that this, this, I don't know what it is with this movie director, why he's so hell bent on, you know, absolutely destroying women's bodies. I just got no idea. Of course, after she is now being absolutely destroyed, he turns his attention towards Sienna, and he's running around trying to get Sienna and chasing her. And we see that she comes around the corner to find Brooks' uh, Brooks' corpse. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you'd say. This is like a slab of meat just hanging there. Of course, that's when he starts to attack Sienna, and uh, Sienna then starts to fight back until, unfortunately, Art knocks her unconscious. And of course, then she awakes to find Art using a scalpel on her brother uh, which is is pretty gruesome she ends up managed to end up by overpowering Art and begins attacking him with his own weapons and this is something that doesn't happen to to Art very often but of course after Art is killed several times by Sienna and Jonathan he continuously manages to resurrect now I just don't understand where his resurrections are coming from is he he an evil entity I mean is he I don't don't know what it is someone please horrorcrypt2022 at gmail.com. Please send me the, the message. And just explain to me what the hell Art is, because I don't know what he is. So he kills Sienna with her father's sword and throws her into a water-torturing cell. Of course, as Art attempts to eat Jonathan, Sienna is mysteriously resurrected by the sword before he decapit- before she decapitates art. This is where I, I loved the movie. The movie is great. It got to this point. Suddenly you see that the sword starts to gain mysterious powers and suddenly she's resurrected. And it's like, hang on a minute. We went from horror and everything's fine and we're doing killings and stuff like that and she's overpowered and she's thrown into this thing and she's and now suddenly the mysterious sword starts to bring her back to life and give her these powers and it sort of makes her magic. It's like, come on. We were going so well up until this point. And that's the reason that I'm going to give the score at the end and, and what my score will be. Because I think this is bullshit that we suddenly start to see this magic sword happen to um, you know, get um, Sienna back to life. And as I said, she decapitates Art and rescues Jonathan. Of course, the little pale girl takes Art's head and leaves without attacking Sienna and Jonathan. And that's a very mysterious thing as well, why she suddenly appears. She's got these glowing yellow eyes grabs his head and walks away just into the darkness and disappears. What I would have loved to have seen is that she walks into the darkness, turns around to look at both Jonathan and Sienna, and all you can see is the yellow eyes, and then suddenly she closes her eyes or whatever, and the eyes go away. That would have been awesome, but they missed out on that little opportunity. In the mid-credits scene, an institutionalised Victoria is throwing up before writing Vicky Plus Art, and and obscenities on the wall in her blood now when i'm saying in her blood she is getting blood from between her legs and writing in a love heart vicky plus art so i don't know as vicky loves art whatever um and the the words that are written obviously are whore and bitch and slut and you know all that sort of stuff and she writes all but it's all blood coming from between her legs so we can put two and two together and certainly come up with four on this one so she ends up by having um she's sitting on the ground and she's yelling and screaming remember vicky's face victoria's face is very very mutilated it's very very disfigured And we've got a nurse that's doing a cell check and happens to see Victoria sitting there in this pool of blood screaming. So she opens the door to suddenly see that she has given birth to Art's living head, leaving a horrified nurse screaming. The movie goes black, and that is the end of Terrifier Part 2. Yeah... I will say that this was a roller coaster of blood guts gore and horror that I loved and adored but I really wish I knew why it was that this director directs so much uh, evil towards women. I don't know what it is. I really don't I mean okay the guy having his penis severed off was hardcore. That's fine but really when you look at it, that's the only thing that happened to him. he wasn't repeatedly you know stabbed and beaten a hundred times. The guy who had the mop handle put through his head, that was it. That's all he had. But yet you've got a woman that has got a, her face ripped off by this other crazed woman. You've got a woman that's you know, a double shotgun blast to the face. You've got poor old Brooke who is destroyed beyond recognition. And now you've got this woman giving birth to a uh, this evil head. It's like, holy shit, whatever this guy had done to him in a, in a, in a previous life or in this life, he needs some counselling, really. But look, on a scale of zero to five buckets of blood, zero being how do I get the last 138 minutes of my life back to five, it was a perfect movie, and I'd watch it all over again, I'm giving it a solid three out of five. Three out of five is that they really need to tone down the amount of violence towards women, and also, why in hell did we suddenly get a magic sword? That I do not understand. Now, you know, it would have been better, be like a Laurie Strode or something, you know, that she has to outwit him just with herself rather than getting a magic sword or a magic hammer or a magic dildo. I don't know what you're going to find, but you don't need to have suddenly something magic to actually you know, overcome this entity. I don't understand that. So suddenly this magic sword resurrects, you know, Sienna. I think it would have been better if she had have just been, you know, beaten down to a point where she just didn't have any more strength left but she found it in such a way that she was able to defeat him just by her own um you know intuition intuitiveness I don't know her own skills whatever find something but don't come down with the fact that your father made you this magic sword that was able to defeat art so in that regard this is why I'm only giving it a 3 out of 5 because they could have really there was a couple of things they should have really done taking the magic sword away tone down the amount of violence towards women and the third one is that i would have just loved to have seen when the little girl walks away into the darkness she turns around looks at both sienna and jonathan with the glowing yellow eyes and then either closes her eyes and that is the end where she disappears that would have been a great idea and but i mean i think adding the little girl was definitely a a great little twist in this movie. Because when you first see it, when she first comes up onto Art, you know, Art doesn't know what to make of her, but suddenly, you know, he's engaging with her. But once again, we don't even understand why when she was sitting there that all this stuff came out from between her legs. So that was sort of, that was, un. I mean, I didn't understand that or that wasn't spoken about, so I don't know why that was even necessary, but you know, it was, it is what it is, Terrifier 2 is way better than Terrifier 1, I will give that, and it is currently on Shudder, so if you do have Shudder, you can go and have a look at that one, and they do have All Hallows Eve, so they got that one, Terrifier 1 and Terrifier 2, so you've got the whole lot, Terrifier 3, I don't know, I'm going to have to watch that one when it comes out, unfortunately, and it will be on this podcast at some stage, but uh, at least this one was a lot better than the first one, I can give you that one for sure. Before we get finished on this podcast, we have to do Paul's Fun Facts. <laughs> so there certainly are a number of uh, fun facts in this movie, and I'm only going to do a handful because I don't want you guys to be sitting here forever and a day because you know, I don't want to just bombard you with all this. But it's very interesting the little trivia facts that we've got. So the scenes shot in the Terrifier haunted house were filmed in a real haunted house called Fright Factory in Philadelphia. They didn't need to build any sets for those scenes. They just needed to use what was already available to them from the haunted house. So that's actually really quite cool. Now, David Howard Thornton, the guy who plays... Um, art the clown did in fact have a speaking role i didn't even know this one he did the voiceover for the art Crispies serial commercial during the dream sequence so that's actually really i, I didn't even hear his voice because i really wasn't concentrating that much on on that part of the movie it was also announced in june 2020 that the filming of terrifier 2 began in october 2019 and was almost complete when the world went into quarantine lockdown. So, there we go. Now, Stephen King gave this movie a shout-out on Twitter, saying that Terrifier 2 grossing you out old school. And that is definitely... Um, a, 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 yeah, I'll agree with that one. While it was originally only ge- going to be given a limited theatrical release for one weekend, this movie grew in a massive success. It broke the top 10 at the box office in multiple weekends. Its theatrical run lasted well past Halloween and domestically grossed over $10 million on a $250,000 budget. So that's that's amazing. Just a couple more before we finish off. Now, when Brooke's boyfriend, Jeff, first appears at the Halloween party, he arrives wearing a ghost costume made of a white bedsheet with a pair of glasses. We know where this comes from. We do. A direct reference to the original Halloween movie. See? There we go. And just the last one, and this one is very, very... This is something that I really wanted to find out, so... Writer-director Damon Leon has denied any allegations of misogyny that he got after making Terrifier, stating that he was raised by women who taught him their love for horror movies. And if anything, he spent a lot of time investing in the character of Sienna for Terrifier too, because he wants the audience to root for her and not for Art the Clown. However, he also stated that the audience often subconsciously identifies with the killer and that is virtually impossible to make something in the 2020s that doesn't offend anyone that is completely true i understand that one i just want to know why he's so hell-bent on absolutely not not only killing women but absolutely destroying them in the process but as i said there are a lot more of trivia on this movie if you're interested please go on to imdb they've got a great amount of um, fun facts on the trivia section of terrifier part two but look thank you very much once again coming to visit me the horror crypt podcast i'm overwhelmed and humbled by the amount of people coming every single week to listen to me ramble on about a horror movie so i really do appreciate you coming and just spending some time with me every single week remember I'm at horrorcrypt2022 at gmail.com. That's the email that you can send any recommendations for movies you'd like me to do, or just interact with me there if you don't want to go through the normal channels or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, I'm on social platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Now, are you guys sit- sitting there subconsciously singing the song of the, uh, the Clown Cafe? Well, if you're not, I am going to play it one more time for you. And in saying that, thank you very much for coming to visit me. And I will say, like I say every single week, I will creep you later.
2: by the clown cafe your favorite meals on wheels the menu is disgusting and it's full of special deals nothing here is good for you so grab yourself a tray cause food's a little funny at the clown cafe drop on by the clown cafe drop on by the clown cafe Gobble up your order quick before it runs away Cause food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe Why not visit after school and have yourselves a bite? An appetizing appetizer, certain to delight We haven't and done it and right unless it makes your teeth decay Cause food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe Drop on by the Clown Cafe Drop on by the Clown Cafe. The grub is downright gruesome, but your appetites obey. Cause food's a little funny, food's a little funny, food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe.
1: May we remind you that for the convenience of those patrons who prefer not to smoke, seating areas on the right-hand side of this auditorium have been designated as
2: no smoking areas. Your cooperation is appreciated.